Good evening, everyone. Can you hear me? Now? Okay, thanks. Okay, first of all, I just want to say that I was this morning in Henenman, and they send their greetings, and they say they are praying for the church, and they also thank you for praying for them. So it's going well there as well, so I just wanted to send their greetings. So maybe I can leave now, because that's how Paul and everyone ended their letters, with a <laughs> greeting. <laughs> but no, I won't. You came here to hear from God, so I'll give you a sermon. Okay, now, I'm going to say the title of my sermon, but I promise you it has nothing to do with Pastor Mike. Because the title is, Where Art Thou Voice? I promise you it's nothing to do with him. After I prepared the sermon and saw the title, I thought, wow, this might be, you think, no, I'm talking to Pastor Mike and want to rebuke him, where is his voice? But no. So the title of the sermon is, Where Art Thou Voice? Now, this question is often asked, and maybe it's rephrased in another way, how do I hear the voice of God? And I think most of you can agree with me, we all have asked that question, or I can say that we all want to hear from the voice of God. We want, we want to hear His voice. Now, that will be, as we go through, that is what we will look at, but first of all, let's just have a word of prayer before we start. Father, we want to thank you again that we can come, come to your house tonight, Lord, and hear from you tonight, Lord. And please help us throughout this lesson or sermon, Lord. Help us to hear from you tonight, Lord, and teach us what you want us to hear, Lord. And take me out of the way. I will also want to hear from you tonight, Lord. And I ask that you be with us now through this hour or so, Lord. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now... This is more of, in a way, a Bible study as well. So I've counted the verses. First of all, I thought maybe it's too much, but there's a reason why we're going to look at a lot of verses tonight, because I want the Bible to do the most of the talking tonight. And so I'll tell you now, so don't get afraid, but we will look at around about 28 passages, not verses, because I saw I said 16 to 19, but that is, I counted that as one. So there's about 28 passages, so don't don't be scared, you'll learn to know where the verses are at your Bible, so let's dig in now. The first thing is, let's just, we're going to look throughout the Bible how God's voice sounds like, or how we use it in what way. So we can start off in Genesis 3 verse 8. We can turn to Genesis 3 verse 8. Genesis 3 verse 8, now... I think you all know where, where, we are, where, where, we, where we are at now at uh, what just happened. They ate from the fruit and now they, see they made themselves fig, fig leaves. And now look in verse 8, Genesis 3 verse 8. It says, And they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. So now that, that's one way we can hear the voice of, the, voice of God. Now I think that, that's something amazing to just hear his voice walking in the garden. It's not he walking, it is his voice walking in the garden. Just go through the garden. Now, at this point, I don't want to hear the voice of God if I was, if you know Adam and Eve, they didn't want to hear the voice of God. That's why they hid themselves. But that's, that's one way to hear from God. His, his voice is walking in the garden. Now we can go, go to Exodus 19, Exodus chapter 19. Exodus 
Exodus chapter 19, verse 16. It says, And it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mount and the voice of the trumpet exceeding loud so that all the people that was in the camp trembled. And Moses brought forth the people out of the camp to meet with God. And they stood at, so they stood at the nether part of the mount. And Mount Sinai was altogether on a smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire. And the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace. And the whole mount quaked greatly. And when the voice of the trumpet sounded long and waxed louder and louder, Moses spake and God answered him by a voice. And I think if you are in that scenario, that might be scary. There's thunderings and there's lightnings and all this, it's getting louder and louder. And that's kind of a scary thing to know that that is actually how God speaks to you. Now, maybe now you want to say, okay, I don't want to hear from God anymore, but that is how He speaks. And we can see that again in Exodus chapter 20, just the next chapter in verse 18, where it says again, And all the people saw the thunderings and the lightnings and the noise of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they removed and stood afar off. And they said unto Moses, Speak thou with us, and we will hear, but let not God speak with us, lest we die. And Moses said unto the people, Fear not, for God is come to prove you, and that is his fear may be before your faith, that ye sin not. So now, this is another way where God just spoke, and the thunderings and the lightnings. Now, in a way, I actually want to see that as well, to just hear God's voice just thundering out, and just hear him speak. And what a, what a great... Um, all these people that just heard it and saw it, I think they were really blessed. To, I know they were scared, but to actually experience that where God comes down and just speaks with thunderings and lightnings. And we can go to Second Samuel chapter 22. So we're just looking now at how it sounds like when God speaks. Second Samuel chapter 22. Second Samuel, chapter 22, verse 14. It says, The Lord thundered from heaven, and the Most High uttered His voice. And He sent out arrows and scattered them, lightning and discomfited them. Uh, discomfited them. And the channels of the sea appeared. The foundation of the world were discovered at the rebuking of the Lord, at the blast of the breath of His nostrils. Now, again, what a scary thing to hear that just everything when God speaks... Everything just obeys, where the sea and the foundations, everything just shakes and gets rebuked of the Lord just by His voice. He didn't do anything else. He just, by, this, by, by His voice, He commanded all these things to happen. And with the thunderings and then the arrows and the lightning and everything. And now, that is quite an amazing thing to see and hear. Now, in First Kings chapter 19, so we're going through all these verses now. We want to see what the Bible has to say about this. <coughs> 1 Kings chapter 19. Now, I think you might all be familiar with this. In verse 12, it says, And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire, a still small voice. Now, I think you all know that God also speaks with us with that still small voice. But interesting enough, that's the only time we read of this still small voice. Most of the other times, He's, he's come down with thundering and lightning. We can look again in Job chapter 37. Job chapter 37. 
Job chapter 37. And we can read here from verse 1. It says, And this also my heart trembleth, and is moved out of his place. Hear attentively the noise of his voice, and the sound that goeth out of his mouth. He directeth it under the whole heaven, and is lightning unto the ends of the earth. After it a voice roareth, he thundereth with the voice of his excellency, and he will not stay them when his voice is heard. God thundereth marvelously with his voice. Great things doeth he, which we cannot comprehend. And then so forth, then it went on throughout this chapter. For you can just look at verse 6, what happened. For he saith to the snow, Be thou on the earth, likewise to the small rain, and to be great rain of his strength. Now, and further on until um, verse 13, it's just everything just obeys. Nature just obeys what he says, this happened, and then the watering and the frost of just God's breath on the frost. And what, what an amazing thing. How amazing is our God? I mean, that is how he created. That's how he um, created the whole creation, just by the speaking of his voice. How powerful and excellent and marvelous is his voice. Now we can go to Psalm chapter 29. Psalm chapter 29. Psalm chapter 29, it says, Give unto the Lord, O ye mighty, give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The glory of the God of glory thundereth. The Lord is upon many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaketh the keeters. Yea, the Lord breaketh the keeters of Lebanon. He maketh them also to skip like a calf, Lebanon and Sirion, like a young unicorn. The voice of the Lord divideth the flames of the fire. The voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness. The Lord shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord maketh the hinds to calve, and it discovereth the forests. And in this temple doth everyone speak of his glory. The Lord setteth upon the flood. Yea, the Lord setteth king forever. The Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Now this is kind of a full chapter of just the voice of the Lord, full of majesty and power, and he divideth the, the flames of the fire, and just how amazing is this voice of the Lord. And now we're going to turn to Zephaniah chapter 1. Zephaniah chapter 1. Zephaniah chapter 1. And we can read there in verse 14. It says, they all there. Zephaniah chapter 1, verse 14. It says, The great day of the Lord is near. It is near, and hasteth greatly, even the voice of the day of the Lord. The mighty man shall cry there bitterly. Now, that should also be a great voice, but I hope you are by his side at this point and not down on the earth to hear this voice because this is at the second coming of Christ when we, if you are saved, should already be married to him and then come back to fight. The arm, uh, we, we as his army come and fight with him, the enemy, but then he will, the voice of the day of the Lord. What a great day that will be and I, I think you all um, can agree we are looking forward for that day but I hope you are right by his side and not on the earth at that point. Because then it won't be that great for you. Then you will cry bitterly with these mighty men. 
that think, no, they are good enough, they can save themselves. And that's why they will be down on the earth and say, no, we, we can fight, we can fight this man coming, but they won't. And then there's one more place we can just look at the voice of the Lord in. Okay, you don't actually have to turn there. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16, basically the rapture, where God calleth, also the sound of the trumpet, and you all know that, and what a great day that will be to hear His voice. I can't wait. I know it's great to hear His voice, and we all want to hear His voice, the voice of God speaking to us now, but I think I'm looking most forward to that part where He calls me that one time that I can see Him face to face at last. So now this is just in a nutshell. There's a lot of more places where we can see how God speaks, and most of it is with thunder and lightning. Now, as God speaks now, what do we do with the voice of God? So now, what, what, oh, what, what does God want us to do with His voice? So He speaks now. What, do we, what, do he, what does He want us to do with His voice? So now we're going to quickly look at a few verses again and then see what God actually wants us to do with His voice. In Exodus chapter 19, if you can turn to Exodus chapter 19. <coughs> yeah, so I told you we're going to look at a lot of verses because I want the Bible to speak to us. Well, speak to me as well. So Exodus chapter 19, in verse 5, it says, Now therefore, if ye will obey my voice indeed, and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. Because he wants us to obey it. We can turn to Exodus chapter 23, quickly. In verse 20, it says, Behold, I send an angel before thee, to keep thee in the way, and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. Beware of him, and obey his voice. Provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice, and do all that I speak, and I will be an enemy unto thine enemies, and an adversary unto thine adversaries. So God wants us to obey his voice. Look in Deuteronomy. In Deuteronomy chapter 11. Deuteronomy chapter 11. Verse 26. It says, Behold, <coughs> sorry, it says, Behold, I set before you this day a blessing and a curse. A blessing if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you this day. In verse 28, And a curse if you will not obey the commandments of the Lord your God. But turn aside out of the way which I command you this day to go after other gods which you have not known. Again, we need to obey his voice. Deuteronomy chapter 13. We can quickly look there again. just want to get to you to get what actually we need to do with God's voice. In Deuteronomy chapter 13 verse 4 it says, You shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice. And he shall serve him and cleave unto him. Then one last, part, one last verse on this one, Jeremiah chapter 7. Jeremiah chapter 7. Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 23. It says again, But this thing commanded I them, saying, Obey my voice. And I will be your God, and ye shall be my people, and walk 
in all the ways that I've commanded you, that it may be well unto you. So I think it's clear, and there, as I say, there's a lot of other more verses. just wanted to get the, actually the train of thought, what we should do with God's voice, and we should obey it. Now, I want to go back to the title of the sermon, Where Art Thou Voice? And now, you couldn't see how I spelled it, but thou was written with a small letter. I'm talking actually to you. I'm asking, where art thou voice? Now we can look, okay, we don't have to turn there for time's sake, but Mark chapter 16, verse 15, I think it's a well-known verse. Go ye therefore into all the world and preach the gospel. And then in Matthew 28, and teach all nations and baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Ghost, and so forth. That is our commandment. Now I want to ask you now, where art thou voice? Are you obeying this voice? Because most of the time we say, the Lord, the Lord is speaking to us. I mean, this is His words, His voice on paper. We all, know, we all want to ask, well, how do we hear from God? How, how, do you, how do we hear the voice of God? He's actually speaking all the time to you, if you will just listen. I mean, that's why you come to church. You didn't, you didn't come to hear my voice. I hope not, because it's really irritating. But you came to hear the voice of God. That's why you came, right? So most of the time we ask, how do I hear the voice of God? And how can I go through this week? You are coming to church. That means you are hearing the voice of God. And that's why I said I want to... Um, that, that's why I've done this to have this lot of verses. I want you to see from the Bible what God had to say. I don't want you to see, okay, now I'm making this up. Just obey His voice. He's saying, we've seen from the Bible, we need to obey His voice. And what was His commandment? Preach the gospel and teach other people. That was what He did. Now... As I said, we all want to hear the voice of God, right? But are we, all, are we all ready to obey it? See, most of the times we say, no, I want to hear the voice of God. But are you ready to obey that voice? Because most of the times, then the moment He speaks, then you say, ah, maybe, maybe not, maybe not. Then suddenly, you don't want to obey it. Then again, another week you say, no, I want to hear the voice of God so badly. Really, do you really want to hear that voice so badly? Now, as I said, you, the, um, um, God can speak to you through the Bible. That's how you can hear His voice. Through preachers, through other people just around you, and also in personal time with that still small voice. But I want to, I want to, I want to say, make an allegory or something, or a metaphor, but those thunderings and stuff, that's most of the time the preacher hammering on you. And you feel that prick in the heart. That's the thunderings. That's God speaking to you. But are you obeying it? Are you obeying His command to say, preach the gospel and teach other people? Now again, we're going to go back to the Bible now again. I want to say, God really takes this thing of obeying His voice really seriously. So let's see how serious He um, takes it. So let's turn back to the Bible. Let us, let us stop speaking. Let the Bible speak for itself. In Joshua chapter 5. If we can quickly turn there. Joshua chapter 5. <coughs> Joshua chapter 5, verse 6. It says there, For the children of Israel walked forty years in the wilderness, till all the people that were men of yeah, that, that till all the people that were men of war, which came out of Egypt, were consumed, because they obeyed not the voice of the Lord. He takes it really seriously to obey his voice. In Judges chapter 2. Judges chapter 2. <coughs> Judges chapter 2, verse 2. It says, 
and ye shall make no league with the inhabitants of this land. Ye shall throw down their altars, but ye have not obeyed my voice. Why have ye done this? Wherefore, I also said, I will not drive them out from before you, but they shall be as thorns in your sight, and their God shall be a snare unto you. He really takes this seriously about obeying his voice. That's why these people got punished, because they did not obey his voice. We can turn to First Samuel chapter 15. First Samuel chapter 15, verse 19. First Samuel chapter 15, verse 19. It says, Wherefore then didst thou not obey the voice of the Lord, but didst fly upon the spoil, and didst evil in the sight of the Lord? Now this is talking to Saul, and now in verse 20, Saul said, And Saul said unto Samuel, Yea, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord, and have gone the way which the Lord sent me, and have brought Agag, the king of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. But the people took of spoil, of the spoil, sheep and oxen, the chief of the things which should have been utterly destroyed, to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God in Gilgal. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Now look um, carefully at this next part. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of farms, of, of rams. Verse 23, for rebellion, that is basically not obeying the voice, is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as, iniqu- is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. You see, God really takes this seriously, and obeying is much better than the sacrifices, and to hearken than the fat of rams. And we can also see the rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. To rebel against God, to rebel against His voice and not doing what He's saying is like the sin of witchcraft. And then also stubbornness, that is basically also not obeying. You are stubborn, you don't want to obey the voice, is as iniquity and idolatry. Now, God really takes this seriously of obeying His voice. Then we can look at First Kings, and this was one of the most interesting things of not obeying God's voice and how He reacted, he reacted to this. In First Kings chapter twenty. <coughs> First Kings chapter twenty. Verse thirty six. First Kings chapter twenty, verse thirty six. It says, Then said he unto him, Because thou hast hast not obeyed the voice of the Lord, behold, as soon as thou departest from me, a lion shall slay thee. And as soon as he departed from him, a lion found him and slew him. As easy as that, because he didn't obey the voice of the Lord. Now I think that's maybe why some people hide in their closets. They maybe there's a lion in the streets and they will sl- slew him. But that is how seriously God takes of obeying his voice. That's all he wants. In a way, I thought about this. It's actually a trick question. I'll ask someone, okay, can I ask you to do just one thing? And you say, yes, okay, obey my voice, and then I can say anything. But, but, this, but this is what God wants from us. He wants us just to obey His voice, because then we can have that fellowship with Him. Now we can just look at one last verse of how seriously God um, takes this of obeying His voice in Daniel chapter 9. <coughs> Daniel chapter 9. Daniel chapter 9. 
Daniel, Daniel chapter 9, verse 10. It says, Neither have we obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his laws, which he set before us by his servants, the prophets. And then um, we can go down to, uh, we can read verse 11 as well. Yea, all Israel have transgressed thy law, even by departing, that they might not obey the voice. Therefore the curse is poured upon us, and the oath that is written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, because we have sinned against him. And he hath confirmed these words, which he spake against us and against our judges, that the judge, against our judge that judged us, by bringing upon us a great evil, for under the whole heaven hath not been done as hath been done upon Jerusalem, as it is written in the law of Moses. All this evil is to come upon us, yet made we not our prayer before the Lord our God, that we might turn from our iniquities, iniquities and understand thy truth. Therefore hath the Lord watched upon the evil and brought it upon us. For the Lord our God is righteous in all his works which he doeth, for we obeyed not his voice. And again, he really takes this seriously. Now, are you taking this seriously? As God does. Because I think that is, that might be one of the most asked questions. How do I hear from the voice of, how do I hear from God? How do I hear the voice of God? But when he speaks, do you obey? Because he really takes this seriously. As you've seen throughout the, the Bible now, that might be some cases why bad things happen to us. Because week in, week out, we sit here in church and every time we hear from God and in Bible and discipleship, and, we just, and we, even if you just read your Bible, you just hear from the voice of God the whole time. But you obey it every time. Because He takes it seriously. He just wants you to obey like a, I think all of you that has children or will have children one day, you want the children to obey. That is when everything is going really good. And that's all that God wants. That, all he, that is all He asks. And what He asks is preach the gospel and teach people. That's all he asks. Just obey that commandment. Now, we need to obey his voice by using our voice. Now, we're going to quickly look again at a few verses how we can obey his voice by using our voice in this. So, in Acts chapter 2, verse 14. Now, I think you're all familiar with this. We'll just read it. But this is where Peter stood up to preach. Acts chapter 2 verse 14. It says, But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea and all that, <coughs> sorry, that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my word. And so on. Then he went in to a sermon and actually from that day on that kicked off and everyone went forth and preached the gospel. And that is what we should do as well. That's that is basically, I want to say, our calling to just go out and teach people and bring in new souls. That is what God commanded. So for the first thing you can do with your voice is preach the gospel. Just like it was commanded to us and like all that, if you read the whole Acts, that is basically what they went out to do. That was their one goal they needed to do, to preach the gospel. Now, we can turn to Second Chronicles. Another way we can... Um, <coughs> use our voice is by singing. Now, I think most of you have heard the story, but you know about the church Hinnemann, but do you know how it started off? Well, Leonard, he started the church there. 
But who, or let's say, who converted Leonard? Gustav. But who converted Gustav? Well, Wenzel, who went to Russia. But do you know the story how he converted him? He sang a song to him in the classroom. Are you washed by the blood? And he kept on just singing that. And through that, Gustav realized something. So you can actually, I want to say, um, follow that commandment by preaching the gospel through your singing. Because that is what Gustav did. Ach, that's what Wenzel did to Gustav. And you might think that might be awkward or something, but it worked. I mean, it really worked. I mean, now there's a church because of that. Do you think, no, I don't want to do that. It will be weird. Well, maybe Wenzel also thought that, but he went on and kept on doing it. And he even told me, Wenzel, we had uh, a, about an hour coffee with him before they left. And he just told me of the work he was at at CFAM and how it was really bad there. But there was one thing that was good, he told us. He said, just walking through the hallways and just singing hymns. It irritated all the people there. And then the boss came, just stop it. And he said, read this. And he just went on singing. And that's how it worked. You can just sing to God and you can actually preach the gospel through that. I mean, if you go through this hymn book, there's a lot of gospel hymns to just preach the gospel. Are you saved? Um, oh, there's a, lot of, there's a lot more. You can sing those and also preach the gospel. If you're too scared to talk with them through the verses, maybe just sing out loud. And maybe through that, they will come to you and, why are you so crazy? So now I'm crazy for God. And then, but let us just look quickly at um, 2 Chronicles chapter 5. <coughs> 2 Chronicles chapter 5. Now this was quite amazing. And in a way, I want to see this happen. But 2 Chronicles chapter 5 verse 13. It says, It came even to pass as the trumpeters and the singers were as one, to make one sound, to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music, and praised the Lord, saying, For He is good, for His mercy endureth forever, that then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priests could not stand, in, uh, could, could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of God had filled the house of God. How amazing must that be? You just experience this cloud and the priest or the people come stand to preach can't speak because the um, sorry and for the glory of the Lord filled the house. How amazing is that? And that's through singing. Just singing to God. Lifting up your voice and just singing to Him. So use your voice to sing. Because amazing things can happen through that. A church can be planted just by singing. So yeah, and then also, in, you don't have to turn now there, but you can, you can turn to Psalm chapter 5, that's the next point. But in Psalm chapter 98, verse 5, it says, Sing unto the Lord with a harp, with a harp and with a voice of a psalm. It says, sing, use your voice to sing that psalm, those hymns, and just sing unto the Lord, because He is great and He died for our sins. So you've turned now there to Psalm chapter 5. The next point that you can use your voice for God is through prayer. <coughs> it says in verse 1, Psalm chapter 5, verse 1, Give ear to my words, O Lord, consider my meditation. Hearken unto the voice of my cry, my King and my God, for unto thee will I pray. Verse 3, My voice shalt thou, shalt thou hear in the morning. O Lord, in the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee and will look up. Straight off in the morning, he used his voice and just prayed to God. 
Now, I'll just quickly turn myself there, but in Psalm 55, verse 17, it says the same thing. Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. So it's not just the morning, it's evening, noon, basically all the time, just crying out to God with a voice of prayer, and he will hear your voice. Now, I'm, I can't exactly remember, but I think it was Pastor Mike himself, but he told the story as well, when they went out to like, um, I don't know, I think I have the story right, but there was a group of people at a restaurant. Then they asked him, can you pray? And he said, of course, but he prayed aloud, and in that he prayed the gospel as well, in so the other people can hear it around as well. So he said, I need to pray aloud so that everyone at the table can hear, but I mean, everyone in the restaurant could hear his prayer. And in that prayer, he said, thank you for saving us, and through this, we can have this people here, and now we can have fellowship with you. So he just preached the gospel through his prayer. And now, you can do that as well. By just with your prayer, you can preach the gospel as well. So lift up your voice and use your voice to obey God's voice through that. Then, Psalm 26. <coughs> it's just, a, I think we, we all should do this more often. But it goes in hand with prayer, but it can go alone as well. In Psalm 26, verse 7, it says, That I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving, and to tell all the wondrous, or to tell, to tell all of all thy wondrous works. You can just thank Him. I mean, throughout the day, just thank Him for everything. And then people say, what are you thanking Him about? Well, He saved my soul. And you can just go on and preach the gospel through that by just thanking Him all the time of all His wondrous works. And I think the most wondrous one was on that cross. But through that, I think He took some of you, I don't know even all the stories, but I think there's some of you that can actually come stand up here and give a great testimony of what He did throughout your life after you got saved as well. And you can just thank Him of your wondrous work. And I think we should do that more often because sometimes we forget about that. And sometimes we forget about the small things in life. I think there was a movie, I don't, I'm not sure now the name. I think it is, I believe, or something. There were 12 people in the movie and how everything just went wrong in these 12 people's lives. But at the end, they saw the small things, how it, everything worked out. And sometimes we forget those small things. We forget the small things, how we got to church this, this evening. We had petrol in our car, we came to church. But there's so many people that don't even have that privilege. And there's, there's a lot of other things. I, I, if, I, if I'm going to start a list now, we're going to be here until he comes back. That's basically how long that list is. And it, it, it's funny to say that, but it's actually true. You just think how much you're blessed with and how great he, things you have done in your life to just prove that there is a real God and we can just thank Him for that. So you can use your voice for that as well. Now, in Psalm 47, you can turn to Psalm 47. <coughs> now, here we... Let's read the verse and you'll see what we can do here. Psalm 47, verse 1. It says, O clap your hands, all ye people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. I mean, we already have the victory. The Bible says we are more than conquerors in Christ. We can just shout because, with a voice of triumph because he says he will not put a temptation on you that you won't be able to bear. You, we, can, we can handle all our temptations. We can go through this life because we are already victory, victors in Christ. And we can just go out and just shout unto, the, unto God with a voice of triumph. 
just glory to God. Just shout it out. Use your voice because He is glorious and He deserves that. And then in, we can turn to Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. Now this goes hand in hand with the two previous ones. Thank Him and shout with a voice of triumph. But in Luke 17 verse 15, it says, And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glory, glorified God. Things we should basically, like I said, just thank Him and with a shout of triumph. Just turn back to Him because He healed our soul and just glorify God. Just glorify Him. And the same, we can just turn to Luke chapter 19, verse 37. Luke chapter 19, verse 37, which says, And when He was come nigh, even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen. How amazing is that just to see the multitude of disciples just raising their voice just to glorify and praise God for all the mighty works He has done. Why don't they say they haven't seen Him die on a cross yet and what He actually did for our souls. Now why aren't we doing that more often? Just to look to God and say, wow, the mighty works You've done, but the mighty works You've done onto our soul. On that cross and went to hell and raised again to say, it is finished. Now you can have that eternal life. What a wonderful work you've done to that. But with that, now we need to tell others about this. So we need to use our voice with it. And one thing I've read up on voices, they say, I think m- maybe you might know this, but it is bad for your voice to whisper. So stop. I know there's most of people, and I have been one of those. You don't actually sing. You just move your mouth. It's bad for your voice. So stop doing it. Use your voice out loud and Give, use the voice that God gave you. And the same, don't go to someone with a track and say, and leave the track alone. Tell them, are you saved? Are you going to heaven? Use your voice. I mean, also, you can, in a, in a person's voice, they've done a study as well of just saying the word hello. They've, I think they've done the study on about 99 people. I don't know why 100, but they went for 99 people. And they've done a study on these people just have to say hello. And then there was other people, a group of people, Listening to this, how each person say hello. They didn't see, see the person. It was just a voice recording of saying the word hello. And it was basically, I think it was 80 to 90% they guessed right the personality of the people. Just by saying the word hello. It's just in your voice. So if you're going to go to someone, they won't think this, this can't be real. So use your voice. Tell them. This is a real thing. You're going to hell. Show them that excitement because you got saved. Show them that it was real in your life. Show them that they can also get saved and this is a real thing. So use your voice by singing and all these things. Preach the gospel. Sing, pray, thank Him. Shout with a voice of triumph. And then another thing, we have three voices actually. Now this might seem strange but we have three voices. One is how you sound to other people. The other one is how you sound to yourself. And the other one is how you actually sound. <laughs> that is basically, and that is actually true. But I want to flip this around and say, how do other people hear you? 
Are you trying to please, to please other people with that voice? Or are you trying to please yourself? Or are you actually trying how you actually should sound? How God intended you to sound? Are you using that voice? So which voice are you using tonight? Are you using the one for other people just to impress other people? Or are you just using it for yourself to give pleasure to yourself? Or are you actually using how you actually should sound? Because how we actually should sound is just going out and just preach the gospel and teach other people. So I want to ask you again, where art thou voice? And I'm not asking God that question. I'm asking you that question tonight. Because His voice is everywhere. It's not that, oh no, sometimes I hear from Him. You can always hear from Him. I've thought about that. Every time I read the Bible, I read something that I can use. But sometimes I also don't use it. I don't obey His command. And like I've shown you tonight, He's serious about obeying His voice. Now, are you ready to obey? Because if I just stand back, that's why I used all these verses to show you that He spoke to you tonight. It wasn't me at all. I just filled in how I got to all these with the train of thoughts, but He spoke to you tonight. So I can leave here certainly to say you really heard the voice of God tonight because He spoke to you from the Bible. It wasn't me. I didn't make up anything. You saw all these verses. That's why I showed it to you all. So are you ready to obey now? Are you going to out, go out now in your life to use your voice? And I didn't say this was um, pointed to Pastor Mike, but he's struggling with his voice now. And you all know how bad he wants to use his voice again. But you haven't lost your voice yet. So I don't want to put it on him, but now we can use our voices for God as well. Because he really showed us how to use. I mean, I, I know that song one. 138, um, Christ arose. I think if you were back in the days, he really let it loose when that thing came. That was when I, when, I brought, when I invited people back in the days to church, I always put, put up my hand in the evening service to request that song. Just show them how you can sing to God. And he went on preaching and he did all the Bible school and everything. Now, to put him aside, now we can also use our voice like that. I, I also don't say use it until it really breaks, but I mean, some of your voices are really fresh. Like, really. So, there's still a lot in it to use. Yeah, okay. Okay, at our work, that's, uh, I'm just going to tell you this quick story. At our work about a month ago, in the Friday big meeting of the whole company, they went out and said, please brush your teeth. So, I didn't, talk about, I didn't talk about that fresh now. I'm talking about you haven't used your voice yet. You haven't used your voice yet. Because I know, I think most of you have also been on camps and when you're on that um, fire sitting about and then the next morning you can't even speak anymore. Your, um, your voice is really soft and it goes away. But you really used your voice that night, previous night. But you can use it to speak nonsense. Because that's basically what happened around a campfire. Everyone just speaks nonsense. Well, maybe if we can gather as a church, we won't really speak that much nonsense. But no, back in the days, it wasn't a church camp or anything. We just spake nonsense and sang random songs and stuff until our voice couldn't go any more further. Why can't we use it for God like that as well? Why, why, why? Let's start from now on to follow His commandment. Preach the gospel, teach. And then also we can, like I've mentioned, we can do it through prayer. You can preach the gospel through singing through thanksgiving, to just thank Him all the day. 
long and people can see that and hear that and see, wow, he's, there's something real about him by just using your voice. And like that study I've shown, the way you use your voice as well can also prove how your attitude is to it and your personality is to, towards it. Now, I want you all to stand up and Connie, if you can hear me at the back and front row as well, to just come forward. Now, I'm giving you your first chance to use your voice. We are going to sing um, song number 181. So you all can stand. Francois will lead the song and Connie, but just to show you, <coughs> there is places where... Now I've lost it. Yeah, in the, um, the second... I don't know what you call it. Stanza? Verse? Second verse. Uh, and the last part, Brothers, lift your voices. Loud your anthems raise. And then also, in the, in the fourth verse... The, in the middle, blend with yours the voices in, tr- in the triumph song. Now, you've heard um, what God's asked of you tonight, so it's up to you now how you want to use your voice. So now I'm giving you your first chance of using your voice towards God. So let us all stand, all stand, good. And then we can, in front of you, after the scene, can just close us in prayer as well. Thanks. Sure.